When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a Vireal USA podcast. This is Alan. Yes, I know it's been a while. Um, we used to have podcasts um, here and we sort of dropped it over the years, but we've had several people say you should do this again. We've been saying we should do this again. And so here we are. And by we, I mean not just me, but I want to introduce Joseph Cabra, who's in Miami, right? Yes, sir. I am in Miami. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got interested in VR. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And what you're going to be up to. Well, without stealing the spotlight a little too much from the team itself and you as well, Alan, because I know the site is your baby and the podcast as well. Uh, I mean, I'm just your average football fan. Um, I'll be interning for Real in the fall you know, for two months. And I'm just a huge fan of world football. I mean, any, any league, any team really, but... Villarreal really caught my eye uh, because of who they are and how they do their business. I mean, the way they do their business is great. They're not a big team. They're competing against Barcelona, Madrid. I mean, teams that have hundreds of millions, maybe even billions of followers. And uh, they manage year after year to uh, make the Europa League, even Champions League, which is, I mean, in any other league would be a huge feat. It would be someone like, I mean, Caligari in Italy making the Champions League every year. I mean, it, it's a big deal what they do and how they do their business, um, making profit continuous, continuously every year. So, I mean, it got me interested in the team, and, um, you know, I ended up founding the site where you post your blogs, and I found it very interesting. I ended up keeping up with it every week, and when I saw you suggesting that you want to do a podcast, I thought, hey, why not me? I can definitely help out. So here I am. Yeah, it's great, and it's it's, it's really great. We, we're um, It's a little disappointing this year, of course, that we're not in Europe. It's going to be a little bit of um, – it's going to be hard a hard adjustment to get used to not having midweek games. Um but I think we'll, you know, we'll do it on the hope that next year they'll be back because we'll finish in the top four and get to the Champions League, right? We, we can always, yes. oh, we can always that's, hope. That's definitely a hope. Like for a club like this, I mean, we can't shoot low and say, okay, well, we'll just be good if we're a mid-table team because then you become someone like Sociedad or something like that. And we don't want that. So no, we don't. we're definitely shooting for the Champions League every year. Right. I, hopefully, I hope the best. Right. Although I have to say, and I think you'll find this when you're in Villarreal, that that, that thing that uh, Senior Roig says about the, um, you know, there is a reason why we toast when we every year when we get to 43 points or whatever it is, and we stay in the, because even if it's, you know, in March, it's like that's still your first achievement is to is to stay in the Primera, and that and it, that in itself is a great thing, and uh, you know, it, as he said one time, it's like you, you know. Some years your ham may be really good. You know, you may have the, 
ham from the pigs that eat the acorns and do all the free free ranging stuff. And some years you may buy supermarket ham, but you always want to have ham. <laughs> <laughs> that is that, that is very true. I mean, you're gonna have your good and your bad years. I mean, this just happened to be the one of the not so great ones. But first and foremost, they hit those 43 points or that goal, and they uh, they stay in the premiere, and that's obviously what first and foremost is most important. Or else we would be having a very different podcast here right now, talking about getting ready for our first game of playing against Malaga or something like that. Yeah, it was. Um, well, the, the year that we were in the Segunda, I, I will say, was was interesting um, because I I think we, I give credit to, to SB Nation because, you know, we had only been with them a couple of years. And, and I think the fact that we were the only other Spanish team blog other than Barcelona and Madrid at the time helped. But. You know, they never said, oh, gee, you know, you're going to lose the hands and everything. We, we stayed with it. And we, um, it was it was interesting. There were a couple of pitches that the team played on in the Segunda that I think were probably, uh, you know, less than, than your municipal park. In, in many- <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the, um, but yeah, we survived and, and came back. And, and since then, we've done real well. It's just, I think part of what, when you are with, um, when you support a team like Virial, and we joke about this, but it's like, you know, yeah, I'm football manager, you can always make all the moves and you got an unlimited budget and all of this stuff. But in reality, for Virial, you're more constrained. You're trying to do, you're trying to work within the margins and get those really good players that you can, that you can make use of for several years before they move on. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, that that is the name of the game for the team. I mean, like you said, they don't have hundreds of millions to spend. I mean, look at Real Madrid this summer. They opened up the war chest and they said, let's go at it. Let's have everyone we want when we want them. And they're still in the market for a couple of targets right now, even after spending 300 million. So yeah. I mean, for a team like Vero Real to, I mean, who knows what the exact number is that they're given each season, including this summer now that they don't, like you said, they don't have Europa League or Champions League. It's just Primera and Copa del Rey. Um you know, they have to go with what they can get and they have to get the best players available for them. You know, may not be the biggest names, but players that can ultimately help the team. Like you said, I mean, you saw center back, huge, huge, huge need. So, and that's first and foremost what they want to get. But, you know, with not having a lot of money around, it's it's basically taking chances on the best you can get and hope that it works out. Yeah, I think the, I think one big thing that is that is real apparent is that when you're a, when you're a team that can splash out, you know, 40, 50 million euros on a player, you can afford to wait for the guy who's proven himself somewhere else. And it's like, you know, you sign the center back for, you know, for that amount of money, you know, they're going to be good. They're, they're certainly an international player as well. And, you know, you, you know what you're getting when you're, when you're signing players at the seven, 10, $12 million level, there's a little more hit and miss and you're going to, you know, you hope that your hits are, you know, like, like Fornals or like Bakambu or, or somebody like that, where you, you end up making a bunch of money on the ones that you um, succeed with. But on the other hand, you're going to have ones that, that you're basically trying to move along and get some money out of because they didn't, for whatever reason, they didn't work out. So And 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 the scary part about that as well is the fact that, for a team like Villarreal, those misses can contribute to something like, like you said, like relegation. It's a lot more scarier for a team like that. If Real or Barcelona miss on a couple of their targets, they miss on Barcelona misses on Coutinho, 
They lost a lot of money on it. They will lose a lot of money on it. But at the end of the day, it's it's nothing bad for them besides the fact that, okay, you didn't win the Champions League. You didn't do this or whatever. You lost in the Copa del Rey final. But for a team like Villarreal, if you get those targets wrong, you risk something serious. Very yeah, serious. That's right. And I, that's right. And I think where we, the two times that we've, since I've been following the team, which is going back, you know, to when they were really in the, emerged in, in, in the Champions League and everything. But the, the two times that they've really struggled, um, the 2011-12 year when we got relegated, we had, there were, it was kind of like the perfect storm. We had, um, we had actually blown a hole in our budget, so we had budget constraints that hurt us. We had um, Giuseppe Rossi's injury, which if that hadn't happened, we would have been fine anyway. Qualified for Europe, maybe, but we would have at least been safe. And then we had the whole um, thing with the coaching carousel and and all the behind the scenes stuff. So that was kind of your perfect storm disaster. And then this last year, we saw what can happen when you do make some. When basically, when most all of your transfers don't work out, or a lot of them. I mean, we had if we hadn't had, you know, you look at it. The two best players that we had and were. Um, Santi Cazorla, who we had no rational reason to yes. believe do anything like he did. <laughs> exactly. After being out of the game for so a long. Shot, a shot in the dark. I, I a shot in the dark, you know, basically giving him a contract where we're paying him a certain amount per game. And it's like, you know, if it could just as, as easily have been he got re-injured. He wasn't, you know, he couldn't form, couldn't, you know, broke down over the first half of the season. And that was it, you know. Yeah, and in the end, he became one of the very, like you said, very best players on the team and a huge yeah. reason why we survived. Well, he, he was interviewed recently and he said that was one of our problems was the fact that I, he said, you, you know, the fact that you were having to rely on me to keep you up is it's like that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Handing and, the keys over to you after saying, well, you haven't played a game in a couple of years, but please yeah. save our team. Please. Uh, yeah, that's a huge yeah. problem. And then the other guy who we had absolutely no reason to believe would do anything was Samu Chukwueze, who, who, you know, a year ago kind of burst on everybody's uh, radar when he played in the um, Segunda V playoffs for our B team because he hadn't even played that much for them. And it was like, who is this guy, you know? And then he emerges, becomes a first-team player, you know, scores yeah. against Barcelona, you know, all, all this stuff. But it's like, if we didn't have those two, you know what? Would oh we, gosh, yeah, I don't even want to think about it. I don't, I don't want to go there. And the other thing is, I will give the team credit. I think the Cynthia Bora being signed in January was the yes from Leicester. That was a very good sign. pickup. So you know those three things, but it shows you how you know if you get your if you get your priorities wrong, or if you get your investment wrong, or I keep coming back to um, Ruben Semedo who. You know, that was a mistake that basically cost us over, you know, he was the guy who was going to be that center back and, you know, and then ended up being nothing. Oh, gosh. Embarrassment. Yeah. So, a complete embarrassment to everything. Yeah. Sad, very sadly, I do wish him the best. I mean, you never want to see someone in a situation like that. But for the team, yeah, definitely, yeah, uh, he got that one wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, and then the, and then the, um, the whole Bruno thing, I think we really thought that he would be able to come back. And so we didn't really, we were like, well, we'll kind of get somebody who can kind of fill in in the middle until he gets back. Well, that, that is out the whole time. Anyway, we could, you know, that was last year and we'll, you know, we'll hopefully um, be able to talk about a bunch of 
signings um, coming up um, in the near future. But yeah, it does make it difficult for a team like Villarreal because you can't just you can't just coast, you know. And, and it's and that's that's a challenge, but it also is very rewarding when you do get it right. I think. Yes, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to see yourselves up there with the names like Barcelona, Real Madrid, playing against teams like Liverpool, like it's it's completely impressive. I mean, when they get it right, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's how soccer, I think, should be. I mean, it it shouldn't be constricted to just big teams at the top, which hopefully they don't end up doing that with the Champions League with the proposed change that they have on the table. But we not, uh, not. And, and I think the other thing that you'll definitely see when you go to Villarreal and do your internship there is that the team is really, even though we, of course, being overseas, you know, we see the first team first and foremost. But, I mean, you know, the Juvenil A team won the um, Copa del Rey this last week. The, um, you know, the the B team um, were in the playoffs again. I mean, it's like, and and there was another youth team that did real well this season in some tournaments. It's, it's, that's the thing that I think to the, to the club um, brass is, I don't want to say as important, but, but almost as important as the first team staying in the first division is developing that pipeline and developing. Yeah, developing. As, it, as it should be. I mean, you can't build a team around galactical signings if you can't do it. So, right. um, you know, it definitely has to be a main focus on players coming up through the academy, which, like you said, they, they do it so well. Yeah, they do. And I think, the, and I think there's also just the sense of... Um, it's a really important thing for the for the area for the town to, to do, and we'll also be talking more. I'm sure this year the um, the ladies team, um, you know, with with the growth of, of um, women's soccer in Spain and Europe generally, the league has been revamped, and so we're going to be playing in the second. There's now a second national division that we were promoted to. And so there's all, there's going to be a lot more um, coverage, I think, on the Virial uh, in the official club media of the of the women's soccer because it's becoming a much more professional thing. Where before it was it was definitely a pay for play in a regional league, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's going to be something really interesting to see how that works out too. But I know I I know that they've actually been busy signing a lot of players. I saw that, yeah. yeah I, so, you know, I follow their Twitter feed, and I mean, they're making more signings than the men's team as, as of right now. But, well, wow. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I thought about running a post the other day. It was like, there we all signs. Why play? <laughs> oh, I, I don't think people would get the. Yeah, yeah they, they would. They wouldn't get the joke. They'd be like, all right, well, let's wait for the. Let's wait for the men's team to make some Yeah. Signings, but, so anyway, but, uh, we'll we'll wrap this up. But just so everybody realizes, so this was going to be like a ten-minute chat. We're already up to fifteen minutes. So. You know, the, the history, if any of you listen to our old podcast, you, you know the history of our train wrecks with Sid and Ravi and whomever. And so, you know, we're going to continue that. So don't put don't you don't listen to us thinking it's going to be five or ten minutes. You know, we'll we'll end up talking about God knows what over the course of <laughs> happening. <laughs> but it'll mostly it, it, can, it can really go anywhere. It can it's go. Like magic, it's, it's like a magic eight ball. It can go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, thank you, Joseph, and welcome to Virial USA. I look forward to a lot of fun conversations, and we will um, we will be very excited to get the podcast going again. It's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. I am really excited. I mean, hopefully the people like it. I'm sure they will. <laughs> All right. <laughs>